Good evening, Bob. <laughs> so you I? weren't ready. <laughs> no, I'm ready. So I take it. You I didn't ready. realize you were ready. Like, like I'm right ready. then. No, like ready now. Like really ready. Like really. You meant like, like, are you ready to start in like a, a minute? <laughs> like, are you prepared to rumble? <laughs> I'm prepared. I am. Uh, I'm ready to go. Okay. Uh, well, Hi. here we are. Hi. Hi. Hello. <laughs> How's it going? It's going good. Great. Um, comic books, eh? Yeah. What's yeah. gonna do? There's a lot. A lot. They've got another big week. Yeah, this this was insane. Um, yeah, really big week. Some lots of really good stuff. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I, honestly, it's so much we should really just get started without any yeah. further adieu. I'll try to curb my shenanigans in bit Your of talking. Stupid shenanigans. <laughs> uh, okay, yes, uh, Action Comics ten thirty two is out. Amazing Spider-Man 69 is part of this chameleon conspiracy thing that I'm actually really enjoying. Yes. Um, this is, it's super fun. It's it's much more fun than Spider-Man has been for a very long time. Yeah, it looks cool. Also, so, Frogman makes an appearance. And also, Frogman <laughs> makes an appearance, which always makes me happy. If there's ever a comic with Frogman, I will say that on the podcast. I mean. Frogman makes an appearance. For those do? who are, just, just listen, if I say Frogman's in it, then you know that's the one. I can't wait for him to make his appearance in the Marvel universe, in the uh, cinematic oh, universe. Yeah. That's going to be the best. Yeah. Um, I'd like to see him in Spider-Verse. I think that would be I cool. think that's probably where we'll see him. <laughs> it seems unlikely that we'll see a live action version anytime soon, but that would be awesome. Yeah. Uh Ascender number 16 is out. Cool. We got Batman Fortnite 0. Point number 3 second printing. And this is a real interesting one this week. Uh Batman Reptilian number 1. Yes. So this is, I was I was saying to you earlier, this is like such a throwback. This is like yeah. a, it feels like 1990 square bound, you know, yeah. DC Elseworlds stuff. Yeah, it feels like DC was like, it like, it's like fresh off the heels of Arkham Asylum or something like mm-hmm. that. Like the right, yeah. Dave McKeon, like. Yeah, or Ego or any of yeah. those like. Any of those one shots that were Ooh, super, ego, that's a good one. super artsy and square bound. It's just, it's like that. I, yeah, it's it's so good. And you know his art is so Liam Sharp. It's so Liam Sharp. I mean, he's so vertigo of the '90s feeling. It's great. I love it. Yeah, um, it's, it it looks really really great. It looks very Simon Bisley ish. Yeah, it's uh, Bisley. It's got that like '90s painted. You know, like it's just and it's Garth Ennis. So you know, if you yeah. hate superheroes, like <laughs> you know, this is the book for you. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a little it's a little on the intense side on huh. the uh, uh, the portrayal of Batman. It's it's yeah. a little. Some people are gonna fucking hate it. I'm sure because it is. There is a little bit of like of that like Garth Ennis thing to it. Yeah, it was a honestly it was a pass for me. Like I I, I de- well actually not I put it I put it aside. I might I might grab it. The I art is wonderful, it. but the uh, but I definitely can see why someone might pass on it. It's just such a big week, but yeah. it still is. It's cool. It's Garth Ennis. It's Liam Sharp. Yep. It's top notch. Looks great. And uh, Batman Superman this week uh, <sighs> number nineteen. This is crazy cowboy Batman and Superman. Yeah. After after a some wacky fight in the some sort of interdimensional the, nonsense. Yeah, it's all interdimensional nonsense. <laughs> this is like kind of like a jam one where they're like bouncing. I think I, I this is I just flipped through it, but it's like they're kind of bouncing around between the different Earths because there's definitely like cowboy Batman yeah. Superman and like there's but there's a couple others. There's, there's some other things. Yeah, yeah, it, it looks cool. But the cowboy one is my favorite. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's, that's the one on the cover. And it's also the cover. 
Uh, Bitter Root number 14 is out. Great. There's a beautiful Juneteenth cover. Oh, I loved it. It was so hard to choose, but the other ones connect, and I, I cannot get the one that connects, if, but if I you've really like that Juneteenth cover. you've already bought all the ones cover. that connect, come on. Uh, Black Hammer Reborn number one. I actually really loved this. Uh, it, it's really good. Just uh, Black Hammer. Um, I think this might be the one that bridges the main series with whatever main series is going to come next. Yeah, there's a thing happening next yeah. that is interesting. Because this one does... I've seen the solicits and they're oh, odd. Cool. This one does a jump, like a ti- like a big time jump. Yeah. It's the character Black Hammer and, you know, whatever. Like, it's, it's just... It, it was really good. I really enjoyed it. Cool. Uh, Black Panther trade paperback number seven, Intergalactic Empire of Wakanda part two. Cool. Uh, Captain America 29 is out. Uh, sorry, Captain Marvel 29. Yeah. Apologies. Hmm. And uh, Sells at Work, Baby Graphic Novel Volume 2. <laughs> This is. I'm not sure I know what this is about, but uh, I just saw the cover. Yeah, it's very strange. Uh, it is. The, it's based on a. I think. I think the manga came second. I think it was an, an anime first, uh. but it was literally just about the cells in a human body interacting as though they're people. Like uh. the people themselves are like white blood cells and red blood cells, and they all have different jobs. And this is the baby version of it. <laughs> all right. Cool. Uh, it's I, I guess that's what you do. Yeah. Um, I can't wait for Baby Akira. That's my <laughs> ooh. I would sells at work. Baby Akira. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> Just all protoplasm. <laughs> so gross. Self replicating like cancer cells. I don't yes. know. Yes. Like... Man, somebody someday will explain Akira to me uh, yeah, in a way know. that I can understand it. It's not gonna be me. Okay. Checkmate number one. I flipped through it and can't say a hundred percent that I think it's good, but it looks really good. It does look really good. And that's all I can say. Um, I gave it a little more than a flip, but a little less than a read. And I was very interested because I actually did like event Leviathan when that was going on. I did too. And if you did like that, this is literally the next issue. Yes. So, yes. So this is like after you've discovered who Leviathan was in the event Leviathan, the most Correct. unfortunately named miniseries of all time. <laughs> yes. Uh, then now Checkmate is continuing that, and it's cool. And there's it's like Green Arrow and Robin and Mr. Bones and who else? Lois Lane, Steve Trevor. It's Mr. just kind Bones. of like it's just like Checkmate used to be when Greg Rooka did it, except for now it's Brian Bendis. Yeah. I mean, I don't say it's just like it, but, you know, it's like the same premise. It's like the espionage side of superheroes, DC superheroes. Nice. So um, there is a book out this week, and I need to find out more about it, but I believe this is an original graphic novel, even though it's not saying that it is. Uh, it is the Courtney Crumrin Chronicles. Oh. I don't think that any of these things have existed in comics before. I think this is just... From out of nowhere, because I do not recognize the story, and I have pretty much read the whole thing. So yeah, you're a, you're a, you're am, a super fan. I'm a super fan of this series, and I'm very excited about this. Nice. Uh, yeah, Courtney Crumrin, one of the best like like kids supernatural books of all time. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Detective Comics ten thirty eight. Don't know anything that's going on. Yeah, it's uh. I'm I'm sorry I can't really shed too much light on it myself because I'm it's you know I'm a couple a couple issues deep in the stack and I'll I'll get get into them at some point. There is a uh, it's it's Batman uh, 
you know, Detective Comics is like uh like this the street level Batman one. He's fighting this Mr. Worth. Yeah. He's fighting and it's and it's uh the artist Victor Bogdanovich and uh it's so it's got really good art um the other artist is dan mora so it's like i'm definitely picking it up uh i uh, like mar marsh marcia marcio takara is the writer hmm. i might have gotten that wrong i'm sorry but uh she's really good and i like the story but it's like one of those things where it's like essentially like i'm waiting for a trade's worth to come out and then read it it just it looks good but i don't really know what to say about it other than it's the bruce wayne last name is tamaki tamaki sorry uh, cool. boo, boo, boo. uh okay um the dreaming waking hours number 11 and uh, our friend joe schmelke has a second printing of electric black which if you do not know has already been optioned by starburns industries to be made into either a cartoon or a claymation oh man hopefully a claymation yeah that would be cool I mean, like moral oral style, right? Because but he like he did moral oral book. and Franken. What was the what was, it was the, like Franken weenie or something like that? One, no, that was the Tim Burton one. But yeah, oh, it was right. there was the other oh Franken hole Franken hole. Yeah. <laughs> was that it? It was okay. Yeah, and so I'm really hoping that this is stop motion like those. But he might yeah. be tired of that. They also did uh, that Lucy Queen of the Damned or something like that. I think that was Starburns. As I well. liked that too. Yeah, that was actually that one was of those fun. ones that was like much better than it. It just like yeah, didn't yeah. take off. It just didn't. You know? Get, didn't get the juice that it deserved. Right. Too bad. Um, yeah, so very exciting. And check it out here. Uh, so yeah. Fantastic Four, life story number two. Whew. Loved it. One, one, Not quite my favorite of the week, but really good. Uh, really good. It's Mark Russell. Um, I can't remember who drew it. I'm sorry. Uh, but um, it's just basically this is the 1970s. So the first issue was the 1960s. And this is like basically like Sue Storm gets into like um, the women's liberation movement. And um, she she like goes to a signing of the feminine mystique f- uh, from that author. And like, you know, there's like all that. That's like basically kind of like the background. But then it's also like basically if you ever just were like reading the old Fantastic Four comics and you're like, man, Reed Richards is a like misogynistic piece of crap like you get like a what if that happened in real time and uh nice they do some cool stuff with uh with namor black panthers in it it's it's pretty cool i i really like i did very much enjoy it nice read it cover to cover good uh firefly number 30 is out and the trade paperback for future state justice league is out which i highly recommend is that just the justice league series or is there other comic it looks really big big it's big so i think it's other stuff i think it includes so it does include those but it also includes uh the flash so it's future state justice league one and two future state the flash one and two future state green lantern one and two future state Uh, aquaman one and two green lantern i don't remember if i liked or not but i know that all the rest of them i thought were great yeah aqua aqua i think green lantern might have been a low point but i think the other three were awesome yeah i actually don't aquaman was uh, awesome yeah it was really really good and flash was pretty good was i I remember flash being like not like a huge favorite but it was good i liked it quite a bit actually yeah i seem to remember aquaman was definitely one of the standouts and justice league itself was also another standout so there's definitely like oh justice league was so good yeah i really liked it i loved that like that team that team yeah it was it, it was one of those books that was like then we went back to the regular justice league that was going on and i was like oh you're like oh oh this was really cool i kind of wish that was the only one yeah oh, wow. and then they jumped into the bendis uh the bendis stuff which and is now is, i'm actually really digging that i dig it yeah it's it's, 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 it's not nice as, and simple 
It is. Which it's is not as great. good as I like it, but it does. Every issue does yeah. have like at least a single moment that I yeah. really. We talk about that when we get to Jay. Yeah, but I but I'm definitely happy that it's not the the big complicated nonsense oh, yeah. that it has been in the past. Definitely not. Just like yeah, like yeah. There's a really great Black Canary line in the one from this week that I liked quite a bit. You know what's not nonsense? Uh, is it Gamma Flight? Hell yeah, it is. Oh my God. Pick of the week, pick of the week, pick of the week. Yeah, this was... So do not pass this book up. Nope. It is not... You, if you're not even if you're not reading Immortal Hulk, you it doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah, it, it literally. This is just matter. an awesome book with an awesome team, and like it's full of crazy nonsense, and I'm into it. Yeah, it's uh, it, it does like there is stuff that connects directly to Immortal Hulk, but they tell you everything you need to know in yeah. the text. Oh yeah, at the, on the inside front cover. So it's like it's uh, it's Absorbing Man and Titania. And uh, Doc Sasquatch, which is Doc <laughs> Samson trapped in uh, the body of Sasquatch from Alpha Flight. And then Puck from Alpha Flight. And uh, what, like Rick Jones and whatever, whatever Rick Jones yeah, is now. Rick, jo- Rick Jones is merged into the body of a teen. There's like him and a gamma rated teenage kid. And they are sharing a body and like having a hard time. <laughs> yes, Shall they're yeah they're they're trying to adjust to their new horrible life. Yes, which is genuine. They, Puck has to help them play video games. Yeah, it was very sad. <laughs> that was a, that was a sad. But moment. it was such a nice moment where they were just like, it oh, was. yeah, yeah, like Puck, you're really helping us out here. Like, cause it's like you could tell, like the, the way he he wrote it, and this is Al Ewing, uh, and I think there's a co-writer on this as well, but maybe not. I'm not. I can't remember, but. Um, I think there is, but uh, like the way they write it, it's like it's they're not just like, oh, screw you for doing it for us. It's like we're having a really hard time and we really appreciate you. Like like Puck is like the soul of the book in a really smart way that is like very, very true. Like he's just like so Canadian and so like (laughs) helpful and like thoughtful. And he's like when when absorbing and and they oh, and there's like a crazy level up for absorbing this absorbing man thing is brilliant. And it really fixes what I hate about why he's just kind of boring. Yeah, he's he's really he's not a very exciting character, but should we say what it is? I think this is brilliant. Well, the power upgrade, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Part of it. Yeah. It's, I think so. He can now absorb the purpose of things in addition to the qualities of the physical qualities of things. So like at one point in this, he becomes a war machine, like as you would imagine the Marvel, Marvel comics connotation of it. Exactly. Um, But also one other thing that makes it work is like, if that's all you did, and he just still ran around and did generic superhero crap, you'd be, you know, he'd still be right. relatively boring. But what they do is, like, they, the writing puts, everybody has, like, a really strong and specific characterization. And he himself has, they, they even talk about, like, his past and stuff in it or whatever. But the book has a lot of heart, and it was just really good. And it's got that, like guerrilla warfare against the government hunting you down kind of thing you know yeah. they're basically like it's a government faction that used to work for Gyrick. yes uh, Henry and, Gyrick. and then they rebel against him because he's a douche and everybody does because <laughs> it's marvel and if yes. you've ever read a comic with that guy you know why and uh yeah and that's and that and that's that's the deal yeah there's a lot more to it than that too we spoiled a little bit but yes it's worth getting i it loved is it. worth getting absolutely loved it um, okay, so what's next? Probably Guardians. 
no. Giga. Giga. Uh, Giga is out. Giga number four. I like Giga. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, it's good. I'm still following it. It's like basically like Transformers like all come to Earth and then die and then religions are based upon their carcasses. Yes. Yeah. The Transformers religion. In a sort of nutshell. It's more than that. You know what I didn't look at and I probably should have was good luck. I flipped through it here in the store. It looks um, honestly it was it was too much for me. But it doesn't look like anything that I would have any interest yeah, in personally. It's definitely got like a like a Humberto Ramos oh, kind of well, art I mean, style. Like um, so like art wise, I thought it was interesting, but it was just like here's a bunch of new characters, here's yeah. a bunch of new things, and here's a big and it's it's probably a lot more straightforward than I thought it was, but I didn't get it upon flipping through it, and so it's date on the shelf for me but it looks good it's got a cool shiny cover (laughs) yes yeah boom has been doing that where like all of their covers are also shiny for some reason they do both i think our shiny ones are just maybe maybe they just became cheaper somehow and now people are just doing them more (laughs) um guardians 15 is out guardians of the galaxy yeah that's cool uh harley quinn number four the riley rosmo series yeah is out and there's some good variants on those as well. Oh, I didn't see those. Um, yeah, the pride variant is really nice. Nice. Uh, and she has kind of like a pride costume inside the comic too, like a very hmm. like rainbowy kind of like fun like oh, really? Harley Quinn. She's just uh, I don't know. This this series is bonkers. It is. It really is. It's it's only it's only for a select audience. Unfortunately, <laughs> I think it's great, but it's not for everybody. Yeah, I just um, love that last run so much. Yeah. It was pretty good. But I love Riley Rosmo. Uh, you know what? Ooh. You know what might actually be my pick of the week, and this is this is some basic bitch shit, and I feel bad <laughs> about it. But God damn it, Heroes Return was really, really good. It looked fun. It was really fun, and I love the new Star Brand so much. <laughs> nice. It might be this Star Brand might be my new favorite character. Like this is amazing. So the Star Brand is now occupying the body of a child. <laughs> There's a little a little girl who has like the most powerful weapon in the Marvel universe embedded in her body. Nice. And she and instead of being adorable and whatever, she somehow has a filthy mouth and is like a, a monster. Well, like a, she's written by Jason Aaron. Because she's written by <laughs> Jason Aaron, so she's a complete and total asshole, and she's <laughs> fucking amazing. Uh, so I really, I really dig that, and uh, and this book is great because it's also the one where you know the <laughs> all of the fake Justice League get their asses kicked, and you know they're so annoying that you just kind of been waiting for it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the the entire setup is just like let's see the Squadron Supreme get their the shit beat out of them. Yeah, and they do good. And uh, Homesick Pilots number six is out. Nice. Great series. Speaking of great series, Ice Cream Man trade paperback number six is out. Obviously, highest recommendations for Ice Cream Man. That series is so good. Uh, another one that could have been a contender for favorite book of the week, Infinite Frontier number one. Yeah, I've been really. This is a strong this one is, for me. This is one I've been waiting for. Yeah, too. I liked it. I've been really looking forward to this for a couple months now since they announced it. Yeah, I liked it. Um, I mean, you've got President Superman. Yeah. You've, AKA Calvin Ellis. You've got Captain Carrot in this. I mean, it's like, it's. Well, yeah, he's part of the Justice Incarnate, which has Captain Carrot. Mm-hmm. It's basically like a, it's like a Justice League for, with a one member from every yeah. multiverse. Sorry if I'm cutting you off. No, no. 
Um, yeah, and you got like the Justice Society is back, and like the you know follow up from uh, from the Infinite Frontier Zero issue, and I loved how little Batman was in it. Honestly, like it was really great that like it was like Batman is not in it. He's not. It's like cool. It's, it's Actually, really, I mean that's not entirely true. There is a Batman. There in it. is, but he he serves a he's a plot contrivance. He's yeah. not a he's yeah. a plot point. He's not a yeah. He's not really a character. Yeah. But that was it was a great moment too. It like yeah. what a great way to kick off a book. Yeah, Come it was on, cool. Yeah, the world. art was really good. Uh, and the yeah the the first like three pages were like classic like yeah like the kind of stuff that like you wanted from a dc event for like yep. the last bunch and just like they thought they were giving it to you but it just like they, they weren't can you imagine if that was the opening of a justice league book you oh, know yeah. like in continuity you th- it would be amazing yeah. like it, uh, i oh, would wow. honestly i really would love it if there was a justice league incarnate book and yeah me I too would love it even more if it sold well, yeah, yeah <laughs> that too um I don't know, but anyway, yeah, it's cool, and uh, you see some, you know, crisis level stuff, some zero hour level stuff. Like it's, it's. There's a lot of um, fun DC continuity stuff. Yeah. Uh, Like you know, it's cool. It's just nice to see a book like this made by. It it feels kind of Jeff Johnsy, like it's made by someone who has been reading DC their whole life and this is knows what they like about it and is trying to like bring that kind of flair. No, I totally agree. I quite enjoyed it. Yep. Um, next up we have jungle fantasy fauna number zero. Uh, it looks sexy. It it is in fact sexy. It is not just sexy. It is quite literally pornographic. I was unaware. Uh, (laughs) I was like, eh, whatever. Two of those, two of those. (laughs) Put those in a comic bag. Yeah, I probably need to put those in the sleeve. Tape them Uh, up. Justice League 63 (laughs) is out. Yeah, pretty good. Did not read it, but I'm sure it's great. I read it. I love the alternate cover so much. Yes. I put that in the Instagram video because it is Holy shit. The B cover of that is delightful. Yeah. Um yeah, Look, looks like a Mad Magazine cover, actually. It kind of does. Yeah, I could see that. It's it's definitely like an odd. I love when a variant cover plays with the fact that it's like it doesn't have to worry about the logo. And in fact, this this one it like incorporates like a logo into the art. Yeah. You know, it's like drawn into it. It's uh, Dan Panosian, I believe. I love that kind of like that. spirit kind of yeah. kind of cover. Yeah, like those, the are, those are my favorite stone letters on the mm-hmm. ground or whatever. But uh, yeah, there's a really great uh, black canary line in this that uh, I thought. Like it was worth the price of admission for the whole issue. It was really good. Nice. Uh, Philadelphia number 14 is out. Nice. And thank God they've finally started making these covers out of something other than garbage paper <laughs> so that now they're not all damaged when they come in. Oh, sweet. Uh, King Tank Girl number five. Ooh. I dig it. Uh, also, I will mention that there is, uh, you might want to buy two copies of this one if you're into Tank Girl because it has a paper chess set <laughs> that you can cut out and play chess. Oh, with and the tank girl characters. <laughs> nice. Like the tank is the rook. It's like, it's oh, super cool. It's, I love Brett Parsons. He's so good. I actually yeah. had a nice uh, interaction with Roger Langridge uh, online about how much we like Brett Parsons. <laughs> nice. um, yeah. They're doing a book together for 2000 AD. And I was like, Oh, I love that guy. He's doing King tank girl. And oh, I was like, nice. Yeah, he's so great. 
yeah, and there's also a Scotty Young cover for the B. Yeah. It's like, you know, remember when Scotty Young used to try? That's what it looks like. <laughs> yeah, and also if you buy it, the middle par- part comes out and it's the the two covers as posters. So you oh, can, so if you good. like the Scotty Young cover, you can like literally pull it out of the comic. Another reason to buy two. So good. Yeah. I think awesome. I'm going to buy two of this. <laughs> Maria Lovitz, Eros Psyche, number four. Did not check it out. Didn't come under E, but I don't know what's going on in it. So, <laughs> I I tried. I read the first two or three and could mm. not make head nor tail of it. I think the fact is that you're just buying it for the art at this point. It's pretty, mm. and I saw an ad for it, and I was like, "Huh, that looks better than I thought it was going to look." I mean, it, the comic inside looks gorgeous. Like nice. it's you know, it's like an Italian horror movie where you're like, "Okay, this is this is very beautiful," and I have no idea what it's about. Hmm. Uh. Marvel Voices Pride number one. I have not checked this out, but these have so far been very enjoyable. Yeah. And also, from a collectory, uh, investory kind of uh, speculator. Yeah, in a speculatory way, this is this is very much like that last Voices book where uh, they're introducing a character here that is coming into a series later on. So mm. this like in that DC one where they, was it that with the one that had the new character? Well, they did that, but Marvel voices had the first appearance of, uh, of the children of the atom. Oh, the sort of weird X-Men teen Titans Z characters. Hmm. Uh, and, and this one has the first appearance of the, I can't remember what they're calling this person. I believe it is a, they, uh, the, it is, and I, I don't know what they're calling them, but they are the Captain America of the train yard. It's like a crust punk Captain America, huh? And they are—they're uh, going to be in their own series, or there's a series of books coming out that's going to be oh part of that Captain America series I, that's coming up. Yeah, where it's a bunch of different versions of Captain America. A lot of people are like, "That's just crass nonsense," and I can't. I don't know what it is about my particular version of feeling pride about the country, but something about that hits me in a weird way where I was like, this is fucking awesome. Cool. Actually, I want to check this out now. I flipped through it and I read a couple of the stories in here, but I didn't see that one. Like I see it and I'm like, okay, you know what? Like Captain America feels so cartoony, but then you see these people who embrace the idea of the icon of Captain America and are doing something on a street level without superpowers or whatever. And they're just kind of like, you know, scrappy little, whatever. It's like, fuck, that's cool. Yeah. It's like, it makes, it makes the cartoon of Captain America, even though it's, even though in the real world, it's fake. It makes it mean something even here to me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, it's interesting too. I remember one time I was at a museum and it had a bunch of old, uh, like Native American stuff, like on display. And they had this, uh, it was, it was a big museum. Uh, maybe, I don't don't know where it would have been, New York or, or, or Chicago, probably Chicago. Uh, anyway, uh, they had this, um, I guess it was kind of like a tunic, but it was a Native American, yeah. like, and it had literally Captain America's colors on it. Like, it was like it had like a star, and it, but it wasn't like Betsy I, Ross America. It was like, hmm. and I thought like at the time I was like, why have they? They like, have you seen issue three of this upcoming series? 
the one with I the Lakota. Not. There's a Lakota Captain oh, cool. America. I mean, there's and he sh- kind of has that outfit. Yeah, I mean, it's like literally historically accurate. Like you could Interesting. Like, like I think it's from a time where the American flag existed, but like right. this this dress, uh, this this garment, um. In- incorporated those elements cool. but in a way that was like just super authentic and like yeah. badass like it looked really cool i was like i'd wear that i like this outfit <laughs> like i i i really enjoy oh, i man. i really enjoy all of the remakes of of captain america for this series i know i'm talking about a series that isn't going to be out for a while but it's still i'm still psyched about it anyway um and yeah and he is uh or they are on the cover of uh the ganache of oh god i'm gonna fuck that up uh cover whatever (laughs) i see it i see it here okay uh cool i'm into it anyhow uh the other god damn it another contender for best fucking book this week uh mfkz oh you'll have to talk about this holy good good god um, I mean, I know I'm only addressing those people who have watched this cartoon, but first off, watch that cartoon if you like things that are insane. <laughs> uh, it is, it's some of the best animation I've seen in, it, it reminds me of when I saw Ghost in the Shell for the first time, when I was like, holy fuck, what is this? Same deal. It's like, this animation is next level, and also street level, it's that thing I do not know where it's from or anything else, but it feels like it feels like uh, like Mexico made their own version of anime or something. It's it's bonkers. So beautiful. So crazy. Hmm. I just I cannot say enough good things about it. And then on top of that, I can't say enough good things about run the person who did the artwork for this issue. The art is really cool. The art is I, I don't understand where they get these people. Like they're always people I've never heard of before. And somehow behemoth is like, Oh, by the way, check this out. It's like the coolest looking fucking comic you've ever seen. And you know, we're going to sell, you know, 2,300 copies of it or something. <laughs> like hmm. we don't give a shit. I don't understand, but behemoth kills it every time. Hmm. This is a beautiful looking comic. I highly recommend getting it. And also, you know what? If you want to be crass and commercial about it, I would put a, oh, I would put almost a 99% chance that this thing will be worth considerably more than cover price later on. I mean, Hmm. it's one of those books that's like, it's an anomaly that it exists because the cartoon is such an anomaly that it exists. Hmm. So I'm super fucking into it. And this is something that has huge fans because of how nice. cool it is. So, yep, love it. Uh, Nuclear Family number three. Nice. Uh, old Guard, Tales Through Time. Did you skip Mr. Miracle? You know what, I did. That also came out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like this series. I, I like it because it has Shiloh Norman. He's good. But, I like uh, Shiloh Norman, but I don't yeah, like Yeah, it's honestly, it's like the thing is that about it that for me is it's like, some of the stuff that's still future state is like should be labeled future state that isn't. Mm-hmm. And that's really, I think that would be a yeah. big, like if you called this future state, Mr. Miracle, I think it would sell a lot more. It's weird though, because I feel like this, this iteration of Mr. Miracle started off. So, I mean, you know what? I need to read this one, but there's, 
sometimes you gotta you gotta put a twist in there that redeems a character that sucks in the first issue. And Shiloh Norman sucked in this first issue. Like he was just this like cocky, yeah. you know, like self-absorbed douchebag. And then they're like, "Come on, read more about him." And it's like, "No, thanks." Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Give me something to latch on to about this character that I'm going to like later. Yeah, this is also one of those things, too, where it's like clearly it's going to play like oh, it, yeah. it's part of like a bigger tapestry and it's going to be like some piece of thing that like you don't need to have read. But like, oh, if for more of yeah. this, like go back to the Mr. Miracle series. Anyway, although whatever. I, I don't know who this is um, on the cover. Yeah. Who the hell is that's, that? That's never free. The daughter oh, of, right. uh, that's right. of yeah. Scott that's and Barna. Right. I forgot about that. <laughs> Which is the only reason that I even know that this thing is set in the future. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I forgot about <laughs> Never Free. Never, it's like Never Free, yeah, too. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. not not really great. That's pretty funny. Yeah. Um, Reptile, number two. I like this book. It's it's fun. It's, it's for people who like all ages feeling books. It's it definitely falls into that like young Avengers feel, huh. you know. I mean, obviously because he was in like Avengers Academy and all that stuff, but uh, it's good. It's it's really like it. It's it's just a fun comic book. Um, it not a lot of substance or anything, but it's fun. Um, whoa! Speaking of uh, of books with runaway uh, sidekicks coming back. Oh, Robin number three starring Connor Hawk. Yeah, there's also a really big last page reveal in this one. That's pretty cool. Ooh, cool. I did not read it all the way through. I shan't shan't spoil. I will read that. I mean, it's not like huge, but it's like a character that hasn't been around for a while makes a mates a return. Cool. cool. I liked it. It was it was good. I was like, oh, neat. (laughs) Awesome. Uh. All right, we got the RWBY Ruby Justice League. Mm-hmm. Uh, number three of seven. Sea of Stars, number 10. Shadecraft, number four. Ah, Shadecraft. Great image is so book. good. And this issue is really good. Yeah. I loved it. This they like brought a like a new level to the storyline. So if you're following it, there's more there's more to be revealed. Yes. Which you probably already knew. Yes. And I also I also love the B cover of this one too. There's a lot of really good alternate covers this week, or at least I'm really digging a lot of the alternate covers. The alternate cover for this one is the one where she's making the dragon on the wall. Yeah. I love that. That's cool. Uh, Shadow service. Number nine from Corinne. Nice. Our pal. Uh, And silk. Number four of five is out. I'm glad that's a mini series. I was not really into that one, but it was more of an all ages take. So it wasn't really for me in the first place. So unfair, unfair judgment. Uh, Okay. So silk out of the, out of the spider verse trade paperback is out. And I believe that is that last series, which I liked quite a bit. Um, And now we have something is killing the children. Number 17. I apologize to everyone. The main cover diamond squashed to within an inch of its life. So we only have the glow in the dark B cover, which is a really dope cover. So it's actually pretty cool. So it's not so sad, but uh, I am really annoyed that we don't have any of the main covers that survived. So uh, we will get those in hopefully from diamond within the next week or so. And uh, if that's what you're looking for, we can probably provide it. We've got, Spawn Universe number one. Hmm. This is 
according to the solicit, this is basically uh, the introduction of where Spawn is going in the next year, which I guess is going to involve uh, a whole bunch of new series spinning off. We already know that there's a King Spawn series, and I've heard that there's also going to be a Gunslinger Spawn series as well. So I think they're going in a whole bunch of different directions, which might be fun. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I would read a Gunslinger Spawn series. I think that would be that would be pretty enjoyable. Um, I'm kind of looking forward to King Spawn. I don't know. Um, Sean's got a cover for it. That's kind of neat. Um, so nice. I got a bunch of the Sean Murphy covers for it, so I'll have him <laughs> sign those. Cool. And we'll have those here. That's kind of neat. Um, even though they solicited that wrong and blah, 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 diamond. Things are falling apart over there. Dorks. <laughs> it is true. They are indeed dorks. Uh, Star Wars Darth Vader number 13, War of the Bounty Hunters. This, I mean, if if you're not sold on this book after looking at this cover, I don't know what to tell you. You're probably not really into Star Wars stuff. It's literally <laughs> IG-88 fighting Darth Vader on the cover. I'm like, come on. Come on, man. Yeah. What more do people need to give you? Yeah. Uh, we've also got the trade paperback for the Greg Pak uh, Darth Vader uh, second second oh. trade. Nice. Uh, Star Wars Legends Epic Collection Old Republic number four. Cool. Getting some of that Old Republic stuff back out, which is great. Nice. Uh, that was some of the best Star Wars stuff back in the day. Stray Dogs, number five. That is the end of this series that's wrapping up this amazing little little mini. Uh, and it is a tearjerker. Oh, uh, Stray Dogs? Yes. Yeah. Oh, man. I This was honestly... this. If you didn't read this, get the trade when it comes out. Like if you or go back and get all oh, five absolutely. issues and read it all at once. Absolutely. Like it's so good. It like but like definitely like if this was a a movie, like I'd be fighting tears at the end. Oh, for sure. For it sure. is like absolutely like my trigger spot oh, yeah. of just like And like everybody's, I think. I think yeah. so many people are going to get I mean, I this, think some people might find it a little, a little stereo, like a little, like it was, it wasn't like it was totally like unpredictable, right? Uh, right. But yeah, sure. it was just really good, and the art was like really solid, and it had that like Don Bluth like, yeah. but just also it was like subtly gory like it definitely I mean there's a yeah. serial murderer in the in the background of every issue uh, yeah. But just yeah, it was it has has a ton of heart and yeah. uh, and it was a great story. Um, I almost hope they don't do like another one. Just like just this is it. Like yeah, I I kind of hope that too. I so this was one that I read the first issue and I was like, I don't know, this feels like a concept, and they're just gonna shit out the rest of the issues, and it's not gonna be. You know, they all they want to do is make sure that their Netflix deal is inked and then who gives a shit about the rest of the series? <laughs> and I mean, granted, their Netflix deal was inked before issue two came out, but um, it really does bring it. It's not it is not phoned in and it does continue to be a very, a very well put together book. And so I like it. And also. That Friday the Thirteenth cover it's on great. Part Five really won me over. Yeah, um, Summoners yeah. Summoners War Legacy Number Three is a comic book that you can purchase. 
Superman number 32 is also a comic book you can purchase, but you won't because it's a Superman book. Um, <laughs> Which is weird because like Action Comics is actually really good. And then this one, it's weird. This might be the only comic book with Ambush Bug in it that I haven't bought since like the <laughs> 1980s. Um, he's only in one panel. Yeah. And it kind of pissed me off because <laughs> it's like there's a backup story that I was really into that Tales of Metropolis. I actually hope they yeah, collect yeah. it because it would be good to read oh, it all together. Of course they will. Um, but uh, and I really like that's it's the artist from the the last run of Harley Quinn, Sammy Bosry. Uh, but either way, at the, it's like they do. And it's like all of the characters like can come in at the end except ambush bug who was like one of the entire chapters and then at the very last panel it's like they're all like sitting at a table and ambush bug is there and i was just like where was he during the climax you just forgot to draw him in like (laughs) f you i don't know whatever superman whatever superman i just i don't know i wish i cared more if anything's going to make me care about his kid as superman it's going to be this tom taylor series that's that's about to come out and that might not even do it, honestly. I mean, after I really after like reading him. Supergirl, I was like, oh, Well, okay. that's Tom King. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was like, okay, you can make a Superman, you can make a super family story that I will read. Yeah. It turns out. Yes. Because I was honestly at the point where I did not believe that there was a way that you could write any of the super family that I was going to give a shit about them. Yeah. I'm just like so tired of them and their failed attempts at making them work. Cause <laughs> yeah. it just when it's like, like you already know the way to make them work right. and they just won't do it. They just keep there every single time they're like, okay, we're going to do this crazy new reboot. It's exactly the same thing we did a year ago. Yeah. And we're just going to do it exactly the same way again. And they just keep ramming their heads into the wall with the same fucking story over yeah. and over again. So, yeah. Guys. Like I saw like a change m- it up. Yeah. I saw a meme today that was like uh, Superman isn't uh, like having the power that you wish you could. It, it, not having the power like all it's not about wanting to have all the power it's about having all the power and then using it to do right. good stuff like uh or something i i butchered it but um well yeah but i mean but, yeah it, like but that's it it's like he is a social yeah. justice warrior and when he's too powerful he just becomes planet man and it's just like well come on like it's really hard to like relate to that so the tom king thing he did that like by like focusing on the secondary character for like half the issue yeah. and then bringing Supergirl in in that, in that way. Um, but yeah, I don't know. We'll see what Tom Taylor does with super kid. Yeah. Um, okay. So we got sword number six. Cool. We got teen Titans Academy. Number four. This was great. Infinitely was like as much as I wanted infinite frontier to be my DC book of the week. Teen Titans Academy absolutely was my DC book. Of yeah. The week. Oh it's my so God. Good. It's the bat pack. <laughs> I'm so into the bat pack. Yeah. Oh my God. Which is, this is um, great. Oh, so the bat pack is three characters, new characters. <laughs> One is named Chupacabra who is basically just, he's got the powers of a chupacabra and then he can suck a goat. He can suck a goat. I mean, it's like straight <laughs> up, like he's a chupa, he's a super chupacabra guy. And then there's a guy called Megabat who super is chupa. just, Megabat is just like a huge, like Bane sized <laughs> yes. guy who doesn't do much other than hit things. And then, um, brat girl or no. Yeah. It's yeah, brat it's girl. Brat girl. And she's like a tech genius yeah. that like, and so they are trying to solve the mystery of, 
who is Red X, yeah. which is kind of the big mystery that's been running through the Teen Titans Academy series. And I love Megabat, too. Like, yeah, he was really good. He's like he's that kind of lummoxy character. Like it's it's one of those. It's like a tightrope act to write one of those characters where you don't go too far down the road of big and dumb but make them lovable enough that mm-hmm. they're like, and he is, he's definitely there. He's like right there on, uh, yeah. on that razor's edge. Yeah. And I really dug it. Yeah. Really liked him. And, uh, and there was guest art in this one by Steve Lieber, which was really cool. Cause yeah. I, I just really, I love Steve Lieber, but it was so perfect uh, for this. And I think that like teen Titans Academy has such a huge cast that like the best thing they can do is when they have something like this, that's really good is like, Oh yeah. Spin them off. Yep. Like put them in Batman urban legends or whatever it is that you've got coming out or mm-hmm. have them be a backup feature. If that's what you're doing, like, you know, in detective comics or whatever it is, but like they are worthy of their own feature. Uh, these three characters, they're really great. Oh, th- it's, uh, I love Chupacabra. Awesome. I love Chupacabra. There's actually some really good, new characters in Teen Titans Academy. Yes, and at absolutely. first, the first issue I was like, I don't know about this. And now I'm like 100%. I just read the solicitation that said what Gorilla Greg, what the, uh, the like, they didn't say like what his origin was, but they basically, he's like <laughs> Gorilla Grodd's uh, nephew. It's like sold, <laughs> like just like great. I love Gorilla Greg too. Yeah, Gorilla Greg is awesome. There's like that weird like ragdoll one that's yeah. called like Stitch yeah, Boy yeah. or something like that. There's like just a ton of like really fun new characters and I thought oh man, I, I'm bummed that it's not just like the Teen Titans doing like teen like being a team of Teen Titans, but it, it, nope. it's it's just This is better. It's better. I'm, it is. I'm, I'm into this. Like I think that DC has figured out that what people want is like Batman and then new characters. Yeah. <laughs> that's like, and they're just like, that's everything. It's just, yeah. here's Batman. And then here's a bunch of new characters. Yeah. And teen Titans Academy is the best of it. Also, the art has been really good. It has series. been really good. Like this fill in was good, but the Rafa Sandoval, the regular artist is yep. just someone who just kills and like gets like zero recognition. And it's like, it's really weird. So like, I'm glad they're finally, he's, I believe he's, he's Ben to. Bishop's favorite artist. I could see it. I think I think Ben believes I think he's like obsessed with his art. He's really I think it's Sandoval. Really good. And he's yeah. always been He was good. a Turtles artist, right? He did do some might turtles. Might have stuff. been. I think so, yeah. I don't really follow Turtles super closely, but um but might have been. Uh, I've been following him on like he was at DC for a little while and he didn't like they just wouldn't put him on any like big books and then he went to Marvel for a little while and then they didn't put him on any good books and he was too good to not yeah. be on good quality like he would be a great spider-man artist yeah or for instance you know he'd be but he's good on anything he's perfect for this teen titans academy thing it's uh, but also you know that said this issue is steve lieber and also perfect art choice for this storyline yeah plus the pride lieber. variant on this is really I was, cool my probably <laughs> I was my like, favorite oh pride my god so I've, <laughs> I've been mentioning all of the covers too much but man that pride variant is awesome it's it's it is definitely my favorite pride variant a beautiful piece of artwork yeah that is rafa sandoval yep i believe good stuff all right speaking of them turtles we got 118 out this week cool i do not know what's going on in this something happened the last time like i 
I stopped reading it, and then they were all rock stars, and I was like, "What the fuck just happened?" Yeah. I'm like, "All right, I think I, I think I need to go back and figure out what happened here." Uh, Transformers number thirty-one, Transmetropolitan Book Five, which is the book five of the Giganto volume. So I think this is the last one. Nice. So it's the I think it's two trades in each one. Cool. Undiscovered Country is back, nice. uh, number thirteen, and we got oh. Another high recommendation, if you're looking for a fun trade to read, U.S. Agent American Zealot yeah. is out. This was a great miniseries. Yeah. This was a hell of a lot of fun. Yeah, I would actually recommend this as a trade even over the, the series. Like, I, I yeah. it, it's definitely worth getting. Yep, I agree. This is Priest, and I can't remember the artist, but um, it's good. It's real yep. good. Uh, Vengeance of Vampirella, number 19. Still getting that Vengeance. Vietnam Horror number four and Whoa. another one that would be a contender for my favorite book of the week, Vinyl. Wow, this What's book. the story with this? Oh I like God. the art, but so what I don't is know what's this happening. St- did you read it? I mean, I I didn't buy okay, it, so, so I just flipped through it on this shelf. Um so this is from the people who made plastic, if you remember that book. Oh nope. Okay. Uh it was another really weird, like creepy serial killy kind of book okay um it was that one that had the the bagged head on the cover of the first issue um that's probably why i didn't know what it was but this one is this is dave stewart uh colorist uh eurythmics dave stewart it's dave stewart (laughs) uh yes he's done comics has he really yeah he did walk or well he conceived a comic series called Walk In that is actually one of my favorite comic series ever. It's so good. <laughs> but Jeff Parker wrote it. Oh, weird. Uh, Daniel Hillard, Hilliard is the is the artist. Doug Wagner is the writer. And uh, Dave Stewart's on it as well. But nice. this is, this art is so cool. It reminds me of, uh, honestly, it reminds me of auteur. In a way. Okay. It it's, reminded me of Ryan Otley. It, it's got a huge Ryan Otley thing going on. Yeah. It's great. Uh, but it's very, very brutal and bloody. Um, unlike we, Ryan Otley. Unlike Ryan Otley. <laughs> uh, the, so I don't 100% know what's going on in this this first issue, but there is a crazy cult of women who grow sunflowers. They have adopted the daughter of this cop who is trying to solve these murders with the help of someone who seems to have some sort of I'm not sure if this is a if this is just a plot contrivance where it's like oh hey you were listening to this song blah but I think it's because he listens to a song on vinyl and he can know where it was or something like that there's something there's some weird thing oh. with him listening to a song and is he was this like a, this isn't related to that previous series though this is no I don't think it's I don't cool. think it's related at all um, so yeah it's very strange it's very bloody and it's sort of a it's definitely a serial killer uh, capturing book so I'm I'm interested there's a weird cult in it full of ladies in white dresses who harvest sunflowers I don't know what the hell's going on and I'm totally sold so there you go alright well you sold me I'm going to probably grab one yeah, stick I'm, in the file. I'm excited about it and I, I liked plastic too but it felt 
I can't even describe what I didn't like about plastic, but what I didn't like about plastic, this kind of fixes. I think like this feels a lot more realized than plastic. Cool. Let's just say that. It does look great. It does. Um, Love the cover. Way of X, number three. Oh. And we've got, for some reason, we have Web of Spider-Man, number two. Not sure why I have that. Um, We got the first, we ordered the first issue and Diamond never sent it to us. And then I found out that it was like a really hot issue. And I was like, do you think Diamond stole that from me? (laughs) <laughs> because it was worth money. It, I mean, it's a little paranoid to think, but it's like also that week there wasn't anything else that was worth anything. And that was the one thing they didn't ship me after I bought it. And it was like taken off my invoice. Like, Weird. But like I went back and looked in my records in my order and I was like, oh, it's in my computer that says I ordered it. The fuck happened, man? Yeah, what the hell? I don't get it. Whatever. Not cool. Uh, Diamond. I don't know what the fuck is going on over there. Yeah. More like garbage. They should change their name. Yeah, I mean, they're going out of business, man. There's just no way around it. There's no way they can survive. They lost Marvel and they lost DC. I mean, that's <laughs> it's like a car losing two wheels. This is not. This isn't going to go well. For It'll you. still go, but just not as efficiently. Yeah, it's it's just going to stop if it, much sooner. Um, so Wolverine number thirteen is out. Uh, and what else do we got? We got. A couple more things here. Yeah. We got Wonder Woman, number 774. Yep. And Wonder Woman, uh, black and gold, number one. Yeah. There's a John Arcudi, Ryan Sook story in that Wonder oh, Woman, nice. black and gold. That looks really cool. And it looked pretty fun in the in the way that a lot of these arty kind of books have been fun. Uh, Wonder Woman is, uh, the main series is still being written by Becky Cloonan and has good art. It's just now she's in Greece and not in Norse mythology. Uh, yeah, cool. Also, you forgot X Men Legends. I, I, well, X Men Legends. Is oh, F, it's last. Is last. But I did forget Way of X. I think. No, you said Way. Oh, of I X. said Way of X. Way of X. Um. So Way of X. X Men Epic Collection Mutant Genesis. Uh, is oh nice. I don't know what that is. What that is is the first X-Men, X-Men number one and after, right? Like it's no. just, but it's not the Jim Lee series. It's no, like this the, is the, oh yeah, it does. It has that, but it's X-Factor 65 through 70, Uncanny X-Men 278 through 280, uh, X-Men, the Jim Lee one, one through three, yeah. and then material from New Mutants Annual 7 and X-Factor Annual number six. Yeah, so it's just everything before and leading up into and post X-Men number one. Correct Amundo. Also, one of those comics you mentioned is the only comic I've ever had a letter printed in, which I think That's I've told right. you about before. That's right. <laughs> and we've got X Men Legends number four. Uh, it is awesome. And yeah. I am just going to say, as much as I love Walt Simonson, and I do love Walt Simonson, you know what makes this comic? super excellent and most awesome is that John Workman is the letterer and I love that guy. He is hmm. my favorite comic book letterer hands down. Interesting. Hands down. Every all that thraca doom shit that's in like all <laughs> yeah, the Walt yeah, Simonson yeah, yeah, yeah. stuff like it's like that's him oh, that's like all, all him. that like stylized lettering like that's John Workman. I do like and then his crack His font is like just like his his actual just like plain old lettering font is like super distinguished. Like I would I would be able to recognize immediately that was him. I think awesome. Um, love it, love it, and I love the main cover of this. It's so cool. Like nice, uh, and this was great. It's literally um, because it was just two or three issues. I think it was just two issues where they 
there was a celestial storyline in X in their run of X Factor. Yeah. And this is basically just like here's what happened right before that. Mm-hmm. And that's it's so it's like in great. continuity, like great. And the art is great and the coloring is great. I wish it wasn't on glossy paper. It's like really the in, the only <laughs> thing I could think of to complain about this X-Men Legends. And then yep. the next one is uh Peter David is back. Oh, okay, uh, on X Factor. So I'm so excited cool. about that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, li- I really actually really like this X-Men Legends series. I'm not yeah. going to like every issue. Like, I didn't like no. the first one with Adam X. I didn't no, care about it. But I, um, I just, I feel like, why would you do number one with that when you had Peter David and you had Walt Simonson in the, like, in the pipe? I mean, I think because you wanted an X-Men storyline and not an X-Factor storyline as your X-Men Legends. And I think also the Adam X storyline is it's an unresolved. It is. Like, that was that was actually some X-Men storyline. Yeah. So I, I can see that. I can see yeah. why they led with it. I just like don't give a shit about that right. character. Sorry, uh, Adam Coxwell. Sorry, Adam Coxwell. <laughs> who doesn't listen to this podcast? And who will is never know that I absolutely 100 percent that character <laughs> definitely it's, there's no there's no question in my mind <laughs> that somehow that character came to life and was adam cogswell yeah or like someone saw adam's cogswell and was like i got a great idea for an x-men character <laughs> it's so true um they were up in bangor you know they went to the bangor high school or wherever he went yeah you know I mean, this means nothing to anyone who's listening to this podcast who doesn't know Cogswell, but let me tell you. I'd be willing to bet at least one person listening to this this, who he is. a couple. Um, There was like a month or like a year or something where I kept seeing these variant covers and different superheroes were drawn to look exactly like him. It was so strange. Aquaman had like three covers where it looked exactly like him. Weird. Like they just kept doing this thing where it was almost like he was being used as a figure model for these comics. Hmm. It was bizarre. Anyway, I don't know. Adam Cogswell's a superhero is what we're saying. I mean, he is. He's a superhero of of drumming. He is indeed a drumming superhero and now a woodworking superhero as well. Ooh, neat. (laughs) I'm kind of jealous of that. Anyway, uh, so our hours are back to normal. Yeah. We're we're back to uh, eleven to eight every day except for Sunday, and Sunday we are open noon to five because we have found that nobody comes in in any time after or before that, so <laughs> it was pointless to be open. And uh, we have most of we have a few pinball machines running. We have a couple of arcades running. We have all sorts of things going on. Come in and check it out. We are still enforcing the mask mandate, even though it is, you know, moving towards the time when that will not be a thing. But yeah. we are we are sticking to it for a little while. We are a place that is frequented by children, and children are currently unvaccinated. And we are not going to just trust that people, the people who are going to say, Oh, yeah, I'm totally vaccinated because that's exactly what someone who wouldn't get a fucking vaccine would say. Well, right. Exactly. And and not only that, but as a person who is like responsible for like, do we continue to wear masks in my office, which is still masks uh, required as well yeah. in my office and is not. I mean, obviously, we know 
from the world that no one cares anymore or whatever. But like one of the things that I'm kind of waiting for before I pitch, like let's go mask free is to see what happens with this Delta variant and see if there's like another spike. Cause there might be, you never know. And why not be safe? You know, why not? Also the masks like kind of protect you from other thing that isn't COVID. There's colds going around or like (laughs) germs in general. I don't yeah, know. So I like, actually like wearing the mask. I do too. Even if someone tells me I don't have to wear it, I probably will still continue to wear it yeah. when I'm inside. Yeah, it's it's weird. I went into a store without a mask on the other day, and it was weird. Yeah, I went to a movie this weekend. It was very strange. I put it. I like. I had it off, and I was like, "Okay, this is a gigantic store." Like it was. We went into Sam's Club because we needed to get soda, uh, and I was yeah. like this is a warehouse and then I was like because no one was wearing masks and I was like right. now I feel really nervous and I put my mask on <laughs> yeah yeah I uh, I went to a, I actually went to a movie theater and I went to a bar for the first time but oh, there was weird. there was no one in the bar which is how I was like kind of okay with it um, but my you know, wife and I went to breakfast yeah the, exactly we, went, I mean, to, we went to a restaurant for the first time since this has all happened yeah and it was amazing. I mean, we ate outside and everything, nice. but it was still like, it was amazing. That yeah. was like doing that. Whew. Oh my God. That was some sort of crazy relief. So yeah. I enjoyed that. No, it's, it's, uh, it's, 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 it's bits and, but you, you know, you just got to keep being smart. And I think, you know, I don't think there's anything wrong with you continuing to be like, let's be cautious. And yeah, you're not the only business in town that's, that's, doing that no we're rethinking around the 30th i believe yeah. as soon as the see what you see what happens yep yeah as soon as things change up because yeah exactly so that's that um thank you guys for listening and uh you can buy things from coastcitycomics.com you can follow us at um actually comics and at coast city comics on instagram and uh we have other things that we didn't mention. There's a new wave of X-Men legends figures that came out that is still in a case on the floor and, uh, some other toys as well that I have not unpacked yet. we got a bunch of NECA stuff coming in. Uh, we have reorders of the Quint figures that sold out <laughs> and are now a hundred dollars on eBay, what? but don't pay a hundred dollars on eBay because they are available. We have two more cases of them coming in from NECA. I love the like the thing that inflates the value the most is people's impatience. I mean, <laughs> if that's it, then that's fine. But it's like usually in comics and things like that, at least they wait to hear that it's sold out at the distributor. You know, it's not like they're like. I don't know. I feel like there's like the ones that come furniture. out and you're like, this thing's already selling for $15 on eBay and it's not sold out yet. It's so stupid. It's Whatever. so stupid. Yeah. Oh, well. But whatever. Anyway, uh, that's that. And uh, we will see you next week. Yes. Good night. Bye-bye. Don't need no tea. Don't need no chicory. Don't need the buzz coming down on me. If I had one wish, I'd wish it's all